Shall we begin? Let's begin now. Hi, this is Muffin McGraw, head coach at the University of Notre Dame, and you're listening to Dishin' and Swishin'. Hi, everybody. David Siegel welcoming you to another Dishin' and Swishin' podcast. And, you know, the regular season is just about done, and we're getting ready for conference tournaments, and, you know, the final seedings are shaken out as we head towards the NCAA tournament. And uh, one of those teams that threw a little bit of a monkey wrench in some people's plans was Ohio State, who has now taken over control position as to the Big Ten title. We are recording this on Friday before Ohio State plays Rutgers. And I'm pleased to welcome Coach Kevin McGuff back to Dishin' and Swishin'. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Coach, congratulations on a great game against Maryland. It was just a, one of those games I was glad it was on television. It was a blast to watch. Yeah, you know what? That was a great game for our team. I was really happy um, for our kids. We had prepared really well heading into the game. And then, you know, we played with a lot of energy, and our kids did a, did a really good job. You know, one thing I wanted to ask you, though, Coach, you know, you look at your team's record, you know, as I said, this is before you play Rutgers in the final game of the season, so you're 24-5 and overall, 14-1 and in conference, you know, and, and you win a big game like that, and the first thing I hear is, well, Maryland's been exposed. Not that Ohio State came in and played, had a great game plan and played wonderful. It just seems that sometimes you get a team, and yours is the one this year that comes to my mind, where people just don't give you any credit. They just think that even at, a, even at five losses, you know, you've underachieved. I, and it just seems a little bit ridiculous to me. Do you sort of get that sense as well? You know what? We, we played, you look at our losses, obviously, they're against the very best teams in college basketball. So, and I'm glad we did that. I really wanted to test us and, and measure ourselves against the best, like we always do. Um, so I think that's part of it. But then the other part is, um, you know, Maryland's a great team. I'm telling you right now, they are one heck of a basketball team. So that was a tremendous, tremendous win for us. We, we beat a phenomenal team. You look at what they've done over the course of this season, the teams that they've played well against, um, the, the talent level, their ability to score the ball. So, that, we should get a lot of credit on that one because we beat a heck of a team, and, and I'm telling you, they're going to be a very, very, very tough out in March. Just, just remember when I told you that. They're very good. Yeah, I mean, we saw them. You know, I thought that they gave every Connecticut every bit the best game that they had all year uh, because, you know, people talked about Florida State, but that was the first game of the season when UConn didn't know who they were either. So, you know, that game that Maryland played there, played against Connecticut, was phenomenal. Yet, you know, because they didn't play a particularly tough out-of-conference schedule and because it's a bit of a bit down year for the Big Ten, you know, first thing I heard was, oh, well, now you know what happened. Now we know how good Maryland really is instead of how good Ohio State really is. Yeah, I know, and that's disappointing because, like I said, if, if people are really taking a look at it, and, and like I said, you, you have some data, you have who they played and what their RPI is on it, and I get that, and I get why people get so into it, and I look at it too. But if you watch them play, they're good. I mean, you watch, to your point, you watch what they did against, you know, Connecticut. They really battled them. You know, they also won on the road at Louisville, and there's not many teams in the country that can do that. So they've had a great season, and, and like I told you, they're, they're going to play play very well in March, and they'll be a tough out. 
Well, when I saw you at the start of the season, one of the things that you and I had talked about that day when I saw practice was that it was going to take a little while for this team to find its stride because of all of the new players that came in, the, the transfers that became eligible, two really strong freshmen. And it did seem that that was the case, but, you know, again, that Maryland game, to keep going back to that, that was a performance that seemed everybody on all cylinders Mitchell distributing as well as scoring, just, uh, you know, Cooper playing great, and I'm loving what you're getting out of the two freshmen, Lewis and McCoy. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, we added a a lot of talent this year, but a lot of new pieces, and it takes a while for that stuff to kind of come together. And so it's been a process this year, and, and, you know, our goal all along was to play our best basketball at the end of the year, and, and we're not even there yet. Because I still think there's a ceiling for this team to get to that we haven't hit yet, uh, but we're, we're I think trending that way. And our, our kids have stayed fully engaged in practice. We've got a great process about how we're getting better and how we're getting prepared for games at this time of year. And I believe you know our, the best for us is still to come. And, and like I said, that's a reflection of a long process throughout the year of adding a lot of new talent and trying to get it to mesh and work together. It seemed like the team took a real big jump ahead when you made the swap of Lewis and Doss in the starting lineup and Doss coming off the bench. Uh, both players seem to really take to those roles, and, and the team's been undefeated since you put that into effect. What goes into trying to tweak a lineup that's been successful when you have talented freshmen? I mean, McCoy, you didn't have much of a choice because of the injury to Mavunga, but putting Lewis in ahead of Doss, you know, has made a difference, and that's something that intrigued me because it just sort of seems like it came out of nowhere. Well, you know, we had, although we had even been winning during that stretch, we just have not hadn't been starting games well, and so I felt like we needed to do something. So we kind of tinkered with the lineup, and and it really wasn't that Asia wasn't playing well or Kiki was playing that much better. I just wanted to try a, a different lineup to create some new energy to start the game, and. So we ended up with that, and it kind of worked out for us, and, and we we ended up starting games better, and, and both kids have done a good job. I think Kiki's taken the opportunity seriously to start the game and try to make sure we get off to the, the right start that our team needs. I think Asia's also embraced the role that she just wants to help our team in any manner that she can, and, and the minutes that she gets, she wants to, to make sure are very uh, valuable and important to our team, and so she's done a good job with that as well. And and so it, it's worked, and you know you never know. We we may have to switch something else again this year, just just depending upon how it goes. But we're just trying to make sure. I'm just trying to make sure we're putting our team in the best position to start the game. I think that's really important how you start the game and the the impact that can have on the other team. And as we try to impose our will on the game, so this has been the best lineup for us during these last ten or twelve games. And so we'll kind of see how it goes moving forward. Tori has been phenomenal both when she had her coming off the bench at the start and now starting because of Stephanie Mavunga's injury talk for a second first of all can you give us any kind of update on where we stand with Mavunga is she do you anticipate her being available for at any point during the postseason uh earlier later or not at all I do anticipate she'll be able to play. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that'll be in the NCAA tournament. I don't think we'll have her for the Big Tens, Big Ten tournament. Um, but uh, I do think she there's a great chance she could be back for the NCAA tournament. We would certainly welcome that because she's a great player and 
And, you know, we, we miss her. Even though we've got other good players, we really miss her. Miss her energy and her toughness around the basket and her rebounding. Um, and then Tori has done a great job. And the combination of Tori and Alexa Hart, you know, and Steph's absent have been been terrific. And those kids played really hard and battled against one of the best post players in college basketball, Brianna Jones, and we played Maryland the other night. It was an all-out war on every possession, and, and those kids really stepped up, and they played hard, and like I said, she's, she's one of the toughest players in college basketball to play against because she's so big and so physical, and she can finish so well, and she's such a great rebounder. So I'm really proud of the, the post players' efforts in, in that last game, and, and you know, like I said, even with Steph out, I, you know, I think we're in good hands, and hopefully we can hold the fort down until Steph can get back. What I like about McCoy's performance is, you know, it, it, no disrespect to Alexa Hart, but she is a more mobile, versatile post as opposed to McCoy just being like Mavunga, a big back-to-the-basket type of player. Uh, and, and I love the way that McCoy has realized, you know, there's no Mavunga to give her a break or anything, and this is her spot right now. And she's taken to it. She she seems to be playing with a lot more confidence and a more, lot more aggression. Yeah, no, she she really has. I think, you know, she looked at this, you know, obviously everybody on the team was devastated when Steph got hurt, but I, including Tori, of course. And but also said she said, hey, I got to step up for the team. I got to do a little more. I got to be able to play more minutes and be even more effective than I already was. And she's done that, and that's that's great to see. And you know, she's she's taken the opportunity that she has and and really run with it. You know, when when the season started, I was pretty sure in looking at the roster and such that Shayla Cooper was going to be the person that got moved to the bench. And I think actually at the start of the season, I think she did come off the bench for the first game or two. But she has really been phenomenal this year. And from a person that I thought was a marginal draft choice, I think she's played herself into being a a first-round WNBA pick with her all-around game. And the way that she seems to have gotten herself under control, that we're seeing a lot less of the emotional game and a lot more of the, you know, mental game that she can play. No, you're right. She's had a really good year, and she's really grown and evolved as a basketball player and as a person, and, and you can see it on the court. But she's a really tough matchup for other people because she's a big, strong, physical player who has perimeter skills. You just don't see a lot of that. So she's tough to guard for the other team. And on the flip side, she can guard anybody on the other team from the point guard to their post player. So She's got tremendous versatility, and that's been a really big deal for us. And, you know, I'm hopeful that she can continue with what she's been doing on the court for us and then, and then certainly on into her professional career. But I'm really happy to see her grow and develop and just excited for her and excited for what she's bringing to this team right now. And she's a great story, too, with, uh, you know, the family yeah. not having the graduates before and now uh, yeah. uh, just her, the way that she's gone about doing things. is You know, she's really somebody that is a role model. Uh, yeah. She's done a phenomenal job in that. I agree. You know, it's a great story. You know, she's the first in her family to obtain a um, a college degree, and, and she's a bright kid. She's, she's going to do really well moving forward in life and, um, and she's really put herself in a position to do some great stuff, and it's great for her and great for her family. So then let's, you know, there, there's plenty of others to talk about. You know, Lene has been fantastic coming off the bench, doing the things that, that she does in so many different ways. But, you know, we could talk for a long time about everybody on the team, but we got to spend some time and talk about Kelsey Mitchell. 
the person that I think is the most exciting player in women's college basketball today. No disrespect to Kelsey Plum or any of the others, but Kelsey Mitchell is worth the price of admission. You know, any time that you get a chance to see her on the court. Yeah, so, so all I hear about, again, same thing, just like your team, you know, I keep hearing, you know, as many people as praise her, I hear just as many people, I've, I've heard the volume shooter comments, I've heard she's not a true point guard, she doesn't pass the ball. You know, I, I look at the stats, she, she's cut down on her turnovers tremendously. She, so she's not scoring quite as much as she did last year or the year before when she had to. I mean, to me, she's having an amazing season and is an amazing player. She's an unbelievable player. She's a great kid, one of the hardest workers I've ever been around. So all her success is not by accident. She's really special. And, you know, she has. So you look at her assists over the course of this year. They're up from last year. They're up from the year before. She's become a more efficient player. Um, she's really, really evolving. She's really doing whatever we need out of this for, for our team to be successful. That's the only thing she's focused on. But she is a great, great player, and I can't imagine anybody else in the country impacting their team more than what Kelsey's doing for us. You know, so, so the million-dollar question, which I know I'm not going to get an answer on, is I, I keep reading mock drafts that say Kelsey's going pro after this year. Uh, what are your thoughts about potentially hosting the 2018 NCAA tournament without Kelsey on the team? <laughs> well, you know what? The bottom line is, you know, whatever she would decide to do, I would be completely supportive of because, you know, she's a great kid and whatever she wants to do and whatever's best for her, I'll always be supportive of it. You know, I know she loves being at Ohio State. She loves being a college student. Uh, she loves the situation she's in now, but you know she'll have to make a decision with her family that's best for her and and and, and what they think is best for the family at the end of the year. And like I said, however it goes down, I will be uh, 100% uh, supportive. And and wh- wherever, she, however she's going to move forward, I want to make sure we put her in position to do it as well as she possibly can. Well, you know, coach, you know, I'm going to do a little negotiating for her right now. When I when she was up here at ESPN and I talked to her. Much to my surprise, she said that you keep booking Thanksgiving tournaments and stuff, and she's never seen an Ohio State-Michigan game. So, I know. <laughs> I said, come on, Coach. You know, that's going to be a big lure to get her back. You know, better book something up at, up at that school up north next year. So, because uh, I think it's a road, yeah, next year's a, a road, road game. game. Next year, so we're probably uh, out of luck again. But I will say this. She, she, she knows this. Uh, when she's gone from Ohio State, and she wants to come back and enjoy the game, I'll make sure she's got great seats. <laughs> well, I think that's a great idea. I think that she's certainly uh, left her mark, you know, fastest to 2,000 points, you know, and as I said, a player that, uh, you know, I, I would love to watch any time. You know, if we could get it, you know, if we can get her in Connecticut, you know, that, then that would be even better for me. So let, let, let's see if we can work that. I know you're friends with. That'd be great for me. I'd love, to, I'd love for my good friend Kurt. As, as, as I said, I know you're friends with Kurt. So let's, let's see if we can, uh, maybe we can make a trade. We'll, we'll send somebody from the Sun to play for the Ohio State next year. Yeah, hey, we can do that. Actually, you know what? No offense, to, no offense to anybody on the team. I'm not trading her for anybody. So. <laughs> well, I can understand that. That's for sure. Okay, so so coach, the Big Ten this year, it is a little bit soft compared to some of the prior years. It's just one of those things. Everybody knows it gets cyclical. Uh, it's been a surprise though with the co- the the uptick in coaching. I made a you know a big thing a couple of years ago. 
when you first came in and you and McCune and Kim uh, Barnzarico and, you know, Rutgers and Maryland joining, you know, the coaching is phenomenal in the conference. You know, what happens sometimes to, you know, to these other schools that, that they just, you know, do you miss on some of the recruits where you think that they're better than they're going to be, or or do you just miss out on people? There are some schools that I expected to continue to trend upwards that really haven't this year. Yeah, you know, I think part of it was, as a conference, we did not have the non-conference that we normally have, and we lost some games across the board, and that's everybody, that um, that we usually win or that we could have won, and, and that has a cumulative effect on RPIs and strength of schedules, all that type of stuff. And I think that's what really happened to us. Because I, I know, and I know I'm biased, but I do believe um, that it's much better than, than people are giving it credit for. And, I'm, you know, every night it seems like we're going on the road and we got a tough opponent against a well-prepared team or we got somebody coming in to our place that, that is a little bit better than, than what the numbers are showing. And so I think it's better than what people think. Um, but... Like I said, and, and we control this. We just didn't have the, the non-conference that we could have had that would have put us in better position with RPIs and so forth that could, could show that we're better than we are. Well, you certainly go out and you play the best that you can. So, so I have to ask, playing UConn later and, and mixing in South Carolina and Baylor where they were this year and then Maryland at the end, did you like this schedule a little bit better than playing them back to back to back to back to back? It seemed last year. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, yes, I did like it better. Now, you know, I said, having said that, next year we're going to open up with Stanford at home, and then play UConn in the second game. So I don't, I don't know. Like we're we're kind of uh, in that mode of we're really trying to challenge ourselves against the best teams in the country, uh, and we're going to continue to do that. And sometimes this, the schedule falls how the schedule falls. And so we'll take them when we can get them. We, we try not to get them all bunched together, but if that's the case, so be it. Well, Coach, I think that this is one of those teams that nobody wants to face. Come NCAA tournament team, you know, you've got, you know, you add in the players. If Mavunga can come back for the tournament and give you some minutes, with the improvement that you've gotten out of the other freshmen, and Harper is now totally into the system, you can tell. This is a team that can knock off anybody at any time. I think that you've done a great job with this group. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, like I said, I like where we are now. I'm hopeful that we can, you know, farewell Sunday versus Rutgers and then head into the uh, Big Ten tournament and continue to play well. And if we do that, I think we'll be right where we want to be heading towards March. And take care. If you take care of Sunday, it'll be nice to be on the top line again, won't it? It would be. That would be. It's a great opportunity, and I know we'll have a, a tough test. And Rutgers is, you know, they 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 play a little differently than other teams, but they're really tough. They defend well. They're going to make us earn everything we get. So, always yeah. tough at the rack. Always tough at the rack. There's no question about it. Well, uh, and you've and you've been there plenty of times before. So, you know, actually, you know, you talked about the RPI for a second. You know, I think there's that guy out west that you know that seems to be able to make things work with the RPI really well. Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. you got to go see a Guns N' Roses concert with him or something again. Yeah. No. Well, listen, it's so funny because we sit in the office and talk about this stuff, and then they really got it going. They they took us to heart, and they they got everybody on board in the in the Pac-12, and and they've done a great job scheduling out there. They really have. Uh, to their credit, they've scheduled the right way and. The numbers are reflective, and, and I, I, you'll see the Big Ten back you know, with the RPI where it needs to be here. Uh, I'm hoping by next season. So when you guys were sitting there in the offices at Xavier, did you ever think that a couple years later you'd both be with teams borderline top ten led by left-handed point guards named Kelsey? 
funny how that works, isn't it? <laughs> but, uh, it's, 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 it's worked out and, you know, great for, for both Mike and myself. And, you know, hopefully we can both have deep runs here in the NCAA tournament and we'll go from there. Uh, Coach, thanks for taking some time with us today. Good luck in the uh, the final game of the season, and good luck in the postseason. We're looking forward to seeing where the Buckeyes can go. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on.